You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. If this is your first time listening, I am your host, Isaac Watson. And I always, before I get into the topic, I want to take time to appreciate and thank all of my listeners and supporters week after week. You all listen in, you support. And Church Talk with Isaac now uh, is, is being tuned in all around the world. Uh, we've been doing this for about a, a little over a year now. And uh, again, I just want to thank every one of you. Um, do me a favor. If you have not, I want you to take time uh, right now, if you can, and rate this uh, this platform, rate this podcast. Uh, if it's been impactful, if it's helped you, if you've learned, if you've been enlightened, if you've been challenged, uh, ho- however it's impacted you, I just want to take time now and give you an opportunity to rate it uh, and also write a review if you can. Just just real shortly, just let me know uh, and others know how this platform has been beneficial to you, how it has uh, blessed you, uh, enriched you in any way. Um, and uh, what that does is that actually makes this platform broader just by you taking time to write a review and, um, and, and rating it. It makes this platform broader where, where others will be able to see it. It makes it more visible so that others can be aware of this. Um, so those of you who have already done so, I thank you so very much it means a lot to me, uh, and uh, I personally read them, um, and uh, I look at them, and I'm just so blessed by your words um, that you write. So thank you, and I also share them. I, I uh, in the beginning of, of uh, many episodes, I'll actually read them um, to our audience, uh, those who are listening in, uh, and uh, just give them an opportunity to just hear how this platform has been a benefit, a blessing to so many others. So thank you again. Um, what I want to do is I want to take time and just jump right into um, this week's topic of discussion. And uh, I think that this is one that uh, many people probably have had questions about, uh, or it's one that they may have heard discussed uh, to some degree. Uh, and what I want to do is I want to just add my insight, my input, uh, and give you some of my perspectives. I want to talk today about uh, demonization. I want to talk about Christians and, and being demonized, whether or not a Christian can have a demon, whether or not Christians can be demonized. Uh, I want to talk about whether a Christian can be possessed by demons. Um, I think that this is an important topic. And uh, for some of you, this is a bit of review, just depending on your background. But you'll be surprised just how many people um, they they really have not explored this topic or thought about it or may have been taught. Um, you know, so many people are taught so many different things. Uh, but I just want to give you all a uh, some biblical perspective, um, some scriptural perspective and some practical perspectives. And hopefully it helps you. Uh, if you look at Mark chapter 16, one of the things that it says in verse 17, it says these signs will follow them who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They'll cast out demons, says other things as well. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll lay hands on the sick. The sick shall recover, so forth and so on. But I want to focus on that phrase. They will cast out demons. One of the things that I believe is that um, we are not to be afraid of demons. For one, demons are very real. They're just as real as angels. 
They're just as real as any other spiritual being. They're just as real as God. Demons are very real. They're, they're different um, ologies uh, on demons, their origin, their purpose, their, you know what, what they consist of, where they dwell, how they influence. Um, but the fact of the matter is that demons are real. And not only are they real, demons want to influence um, your life. I believe that one of the purposes of demons uh, in someone's life is to uh, ultimately afflict you, oppress you. Um, they're looking to destroy you, ultimately attack you. Um, demons are looking to work destruction in your life, destruction in the earth. Um, any, you know, they're, they're always looking to cause trouble or to bring offenses amongst people, countries, cities, whatever the case may be. But one of the things that I want to make known is that as believers, according to Mark 16, according to the words of Jesus, we are not to be afraid of them. I believe that that one of the, the greatest things that uh, revelations that you can have is is the revelation that you have authority over demons. Every believer has authority over demons. It doesn't say these signs will follow apostles or pastors or bishops or elders it says these signs will follow those who believe. So in other words, if you are a believer, God has given you the authority to cast out demons. And I believe that is very important because it's the first thing that's listed on this list of what believers are given the authority and the responsibility to do. In my name, you will cast out demons. So I believe that one of the things that we have to understand now, now let me just give you from my perspective, I, I, I personally don't spend a lot of emphasis talking about demons. Now I have, uh, I have colleagues and people that I know who, 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 um, who talk about demons, talk about, uh, different types of demons that may influence in spirits, um, that may influence people's lives. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I believe that we are to become educated and learned and we have to honestly know our enemy. But uh, one of the things that I, I just want to make known is that you don't highlight demons. The reason we don't highlight demons to glorify them. We highlight demons um, in order to become informed about how they operate and why they operate in order for us to know our authority over them. So even with this, I believe out of a year, this may be maybe the first or second podcast episode that I've done on the on the topic of demons, demonology, whatever the case may be. But we don't highlight them to glorify them. We don't highlight them to demonstrate how strong they are. We highlight them to demonstrate how actually strong we are and the authority that God has given us over them. So one of the things that uh, I want to talk about is whether or not Christians can be possessed by demons, whether or not Christians can be possessed by demons. Matthew chapter eight, verse 16. This is what it says. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed. This is from the New King James Version. Many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. All right. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. Now, when we talk about demonic possession, one of the things that I believe is important to understand is that even though the King James or New King James Version says that there were many who were demon possessed or possessed by demons, 
the word in the in the the Greek, the original writing, the word possessed is not in the text. Nowhere in the text will you find the word possessed or demon possession. The word that we refer to that the, that that's actually the literal word that's there whenever we see the uh, the phrase demon possessed is the word daimonizomai, daimonizomai. That word means to be under the power or influence of demons. It means to be vexed by demons. It means to be influenced by demons. So daimonizomai um, ultimately means demonized. So when it says that there were many who were demon possessed, what it's saying is that there were many who were demonized or under the influence of demons. Now, can a, can, a, can a Christian be influenced by demons? That sounds like a whole nother question, but really we're asking the exact same question. Can a Christian be influenced by demons? Well, I personally believe that a Christian can be influenced by whatever they open their life to. Now, some people will say, well, how can God and, uh, you know, God and demons can't dwell in the same temple? If that's the case, and you can also say that God and sin cannot dwell in the same place. But how many of you all know believers who still may struggle with sin, believers who may uh, uh, they love God, but they may still be addicted to certain things. They may still have issues in their life. They're not completely uh, perfect or fully mature. Uh, uh, they've not fully overcome certain vices in their life, but they're Christians. They may even be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you can say that Christians cannot have God and demons dwelling in them, the same principle have to also apply with God and sin. So if a Christian can sin because they open their life up to sin or because uh, maybe someone in their family opens something up and generationally they are experiencing the consequences of that thing, then you can also conclude that Christians can also be influenced by demons. If Christians, if believers open their lives up to the voice of demons, if they open their lives up to sin, to wrongdoing, then certainly they can also open their lives up to demons as well. So Christians can be demonized. They can be influenced by the power or by the vexation of demons. Now, the fact of the matter is that everyone's level of influence or the influence that they have given demons um, is not the same. So you may have some Christians that are more demonized than others. Uh, if I could say it that way, you can have some Christians that are more influenced by demons than others. What do you mean, Isaac? <laughs> Your head may not necessarily be spinning around like on uh, uh, the exorcist. You may not be climbing up a wall or turning completely pale and, and all of that. Uh, but what about your addiction to food? What about your addiction to drugs or abuse or alcohol? Or what about your anger or pride or, you know, or your lust or, you know, those things? You may not necessarily be climbing up a wall, <laughs> but but you may be influenced by powers that was that 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 ultimately strengthens the power of sin uh, in your life. Now, the fact of the matter is that you do have some people that are more demonized than others, but a demon is a demon. <laughs> a demon is a demon. All right. So regardless of how demonized you may be, the objective is to get free, is to break free from whatever demonic influence that may be in your life, whatever demonic vexation where you've been vexed by demons. 
whatever level that is operating in your life, the objective is for you to get free. All right. Now, what I want to do is I want to talk about just really briefly. I want to talk about uh, how demons can enter into someone's life and why they want to enter into your life. All right. Some of the reasons why they want to enter into your life is because demons are tormented with hunger. They're tormented with hunger. They're tormented with thirst, but they cannot eat and they cannot drink. So the so so the thing about the, the tormented is that the tormented are always looking to torment. Demons are always looking to torment because that is the realm that they operate from. That's the realm that they live from. All right. So what demons try to do is they try to live their lives through people in order to advance their own agenda. All right. You as a believer represent the authority and the potential of God in the earth. So what demons look to do is they look to eliminate the very potential of godliness from the earth. And the greatest way that they can do that is by is by removing you so far from the nature of God that you become unrecognizable even to yourself. So demons want to influence your life so that you can be separated from the life of God so that you can be uh, um, so that you can be removed and um, so that a veil can be created so that you do not understand your potential, your authority and the influence of God that God has called you to have. And ultimately, the tormented always is looking to torment. So, yeah, I believe that demons can dwell in and that demons can manipulate people. I believe that demons can can uh, e even if it's speaking to you, even if it's uh, I'm, I'm trying to tempt you, even even Jesus was tempted by de now, that's something we really got to look at, because, you know, in Jesus's 40 days of fasting, uh, the scriptures say that he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. If Jesus can be tempted by the devil, certainly you can be tempted. Now, now, the fact of the matter is that he did not give in to temptation. But there are many of us, probably all of us have been tempted and have given in to the temptation. So if you've given in to the temptation of demons, that means that you've been influenced by demons. All right. Now, how do demons influence you? They influence you through your decisions. They influence you through your through your decision making. They influence you through your decision making process. They influence you for one. OK, let me make this clear. Sin. Just because you do something sinful doesn't mean that you are demonized. Just because you do something sinful or wrong, it doesn't mean necessarily that you are under the influence of demons. It don't mean that a demon made you do it. You just simply made a decision. All right. If you have, I don't know, sex with someone or if you lie or if you cheat or if you steal, it doesn't necessarily mean that that it was a demon of lust. It was a demon of thievery. It was a, a demon of, of lying that made you do it. No. But what happens is when you continually give in to the ways of the flesh, to the lusts of the flesh, to the works of the flesh, you open up doors in your life for demons to influence and to strengthen those uh, those those negative fleshly uh, urges, sensations, desires and actions in your life. 
And now what begins to happen is that you are no longer only being influenced by your own decisions. Now demons are also influencing you as well because you opened up a door. So can a, can a Christian have a demon? A Christian can have whatever they open up their life to. A Christian can have whatever they open up their life to. If you open up your life to anger and rage and, and wrath and murder and, and all these different types of things. And if, and if, and if you display no level of self-control, if you don't go through any process of renewing the mind, if you don't go through any process of deliverance, then yes, demons can influence your life, strengthen those things. And yes, you'll find yourself doing things that are against the nature of God. The fact of the matter is that God has given the authority over demons to believers. In my name, you will cast out demons. I believe that we have to understand that we have authority over devils. We have authority over demons because demons do not wait until you're of age to try to influence you. They don't wait until you. I don't I, I don't know if it's Catholicism or whatever. It is. They talk about an age of accountability. Demons don't care nothing about no age of accountability. They go. They're going to try to influence you, influence your family, influence, you know, uh, your loved ones as early as they can. Some of them try to influence you before you're even born by influencing your great, great grandmama, your great, 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 great granddaddy. And, and, and generationally things being opened up in your bloodline that when you are born, you really didn't have a choice as far as what your desires or passion would be but the fact of the matter is that you can be free you can have deliverance you can experience breakthrough God can do a new thing in your life you don't have to be um, uh, 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 you don't, you don't have to go down the same road, the same path that many others in your family went down. You don't have to be bound by the same things that people in your family, uh, have been bound by. You can be the curse breaker. You can be the cycle breaker in your life, but you have to submit yourself. The key to, to, um, um, to deliverance is submission and humility. You have to, you have to humble yourself. Uh, and you have to submit yourself unto God, humble yourself and admit, hey, I know that I may be influenced by demons. I may be demonized. I may have demons that are in my life, not just one, not just two. I may have demons that are in my life and I want to be humble because I do not want to be influenced by demons. Now, this is the te This is what I want to talk about. Now I can I can go on because we can talk about how to safeguard yourself from demons, how to maintain levels of deliverance, how to identify demons in your life, how to uh, uh, break free from it. So I mean, we can we can talk about so many different things, but today I just wanted to just open up because I know there's going to be more questions after this, but. Uh, I just wanted to open up with this episode by saying, I believe that Christians can be demonized and to be ignorant in many cases is also to remain bound. But I also want to say this. Christians can also live outside of the influence of demons. Christians can live a life that's fully free and liberated because Jesus came to set the captives free. All right. Listen, I hope that this episode blessed you, enlightened you gave you some uh, some perspective on this topic. And again, it's not to frighten you or make you paranoid or anything like that. You have authority over it. I, I want to, as a matter of fact, those of you who are listening to me, I want you to begin to confess over your day. I want you to begin to, to, to pray and confess over your children because sometimes demons will try to attack kids in their sleep and um, uh, 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 through their dreams and through nightmares and 
uh, uh, through illusions and and uh, things like that through uh, within their imagination, so forth and so on. But you have authority as a parent. If I have any parents listening, you have authority over that. You have authority to pray over your children, to drive out demonic influences in their life, to drive out demonic influences in your own life. Listen, I ain't talking about burning no sage and dealing with bad. I'm talking about using the authority of Jesus Christ to drive out the, the powers of darkness, the powers of hell and demonic influence. You are given that authority and power. All right. Listen, I love you. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that this blessed you. Remember again, leave a review uh, and also rate this. And I truly do appreciate it. And you all be blessed. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.